0: good morning central park baptist church good morning morning. how are we doing this morning we're doing well amen and amen we're excited to have everyone here this morning Uh, if you're able to stand up we'd like to stand up for jesus hymn 502 hymn 502 it's hard to sing this song sitting down hymn 502 stand up for jesus stand up stand I'm about to stand up for Jesus, here we go. I'll stand.
1: Father, I just uh, thank you so much for uh, our salvation, Lord. I thank you for giving us Jesus Christ, your son, to die for us, Lord, so that we can be here today and just to worship you, Lord, and everything that we do. I just ask that you just be with us today for the remainder of uh, this day, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen and amen. Thank you for that opening prayer as we continue to praise our Lord with Hymn 526, Hymn 526. Bring them in, bring them in. We stand up for Jesus, but we also we also need to bring them in, amen. Bring them in him 526. Sing along our Pistol.
2: Back of my neck and stand up, Amen. Thank God today that we have an awesome Father in heaven, Amen. And on this Father's Day, come let us behold our God. Amen. All God's people can say Amen. Let's all stand if you would please and let's turn to Hymn number sixty three and be thankful and sing, Oh, how He loves you and me. Come here.
0: amen how our father loves you and me hymn sixty three
1: Father's Day to everyone. We're awful glad that you're here. Thank you for coming on this Father's Day. We have a number of visitors with us today. We're awful glad that you're here. Our ushers are coming down the aisle right now. Our ushers are coming down the aisle right now. We have an usher that will be coming down the aisle in just a moment. And if you did not get a visitor's card today, if you raise your hand up as our ushers come down the aisle, they will give you a visitor's card. If you did not get a visitor card, just raise your hand and they'll get you one right away. I want to thank all of our visitors for being here. means many of you already did receive a visitor card. If you'll fill that visitor card out at the end of the service, out in the foyer, behind a the desk, there's a sign that says, "Welcome. I'll be behind that desk, and I have a gift bag for you. We want to exchange that gift bag for your visitor card. We're awful glad that you came, and we want to thank you amen. for being a part of Central Park Baptist Church this morning. Amen. Pastor, you come. Amen, and,
2: and you are glad you're here. Say amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Admit, dads,
2: have you got anything yet from Father's Day? Amen. amen. Yep. Man, I love Amen. amen. Yeah, well, that's good. I like that. Well, let me admit any of you dads not get one of these tickets that they're handing out? Anybody? Anybody at all? Anybody at all right besides, there. you know, anybody from this point, that direction? Oh, uh, there's, there's two men right there, Brother Preston, Amen. I'm going to make sure you get one. All right. Oh, Brother, Brother Sorensen as well. Brother Jordan. Amen. Uh, just one, okay? Just one. All right? We don't, you know. And I've already informed our staff guys that they don't need one. Yeah, visitors, I want to make sure you guys get one too, man. Make sure, every, every, I want all our dads to make sure they have one of those, all right? Yeah. All right, because we're going we're gonna to give away a, a quilt in a little while. We're, we don't give away a blanket. Right. Huh. We're a quilt church, amen? Hey. <laughs> amen. Hey. Amen. So uh, we'll, do, we'll do that here in just a few moments. We'll, in fact, uh, in fact let's, let's go ahead and, and uh, let's do this now, and then we'll uh, have our offering in here in just a few minutes. Uh, but um, I want to go ahead and do our dad Dad, we, we, we've got a, a gift for all of our dads It's, um, it's a um, Bible It's a mug that has Bible emergency numbers on there And when it says numbers, it's talking about Bible verses Amen, Amen. Amen. And uh, so I thought that was a pretty unique gift So I want to make sure, Dad, you get one Please, Just one, alright We want to make sure everybody gets one uh but dads if y'all will come up here no uh let y'all want to do the drawing first we're really inf- we're really formal about all this uh where's our our ushers are a little busy right now they're they're uh involved in a uh um meeting, yeah a meeting
3: <laughs>
2: okay now they're ready yeah, if y'all are ready y'all come on up this way okay bring the tickets bring the bring the tickets you got those all right, good, good. I want them to be up here. So, uh, brother, uh, what's your name? You know, this has been a, this has been one, y'all ever have one of those days where you just can't quiet? I, amen. Come on over here, brother Andrews. Amen. Where's, the, uh, come up here. Oh, brother Aaron doesn't have a ticket. Give him yours, Elias. Oh, you don't have one? Oh, do you have one? No. Okay, good. Give, he needs a ticket. Somebody give him one, All right. I thought that was kind of cool looking, amen. Yeah, Brand new, only been used once.
1: <laughs> on a cold summer day.
2: And I'm just letting you know that it works really good, amen. Uh, I only spilled coffee in the brown spot just kind of right in here, so it's all right while I was in my chair, you know. Me and y'all have a chair, right?
0: That's right.
2: Come on, are y'all still here say amen? Amen. Okay, so, uh, but, but Miss White got that ready the other day. It's a... Uh, Hand done. Uh, so we want to draw we're gonna draw a ticket real quick and then we're gonna give that away and then we'll let you men. We want all of our dads to come up here and grab one of these mugs, all right. brother uh, Toy come I here we go. Everybody got your number ready, all right? The numbers are M-I-N-E. Look at that. <laughs> Now the numbers are last three numbers seven eight. How many of you are still in it? Two. Oh man, <laughs> hey, the last number is two. Seven eight two. Thank you, thank you. Amen, brother Tracy. <laughs> Amen. Brother, brother Will, I was rooting for you. I just want you to know that hey right. uh, amen. Now, dads, if you men, all you dads, come up. We want everybody to have one of these uh, mugs, and we want you to grab one. So, men, y'all come and uh, grab you one of these. There's there's chocolate. In, there's chocolate inside. Don't please don't eat it during church, okay? Unless you get sleepy because it's got caffeine in it, it will be all right. Here, I, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, stay up here. Stay up here, man. Amen. Hey, Wait, now, all right, somebody get your phone out. Come on, Brother Michael, come on. Somebody get your phone out, ladies, or somebody's really good at taking a photo. Brother, Wu in? Do you have your phone? All right, good. He's going to take a picture. Everybody scrunch into the middle, men, all right? Scrunch into the middle. Uh, You can come up around here. There you go. Come around this way. We want to make sure you get everybody's picture. All right. Uh, Everybody make sure everybody's up here. Amen. All right. All right. right. Brother Shelton, y'all come on up. We want to get y'all in in this too. Brother Marco, y'all come on up here. All right. Everybody, on the count of three, say money. One, two, three. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And let's give our dads a big hand this morning, folks. Amen. Thank you, men. Thank you, men. Y'all may be seated. And every, everybody got a, a mug, right? All right. Good, good. I want to make sure everybody's got one. Brother Tracy, did you get one? Okay, good. I was going to say, if you win the quilt, you don't get one. All right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm thankful. Happy Father's Day, men. And uh, you know, uh, we're we're gonna have a great day today. I'm thankful that we have our Father in Heaven today, Amen. Uh, that makes all things possible. That's right. And that's right. Uh, I'm thankful that you're here today. Please pray for we we've got several folks that are sick this morning. So please. Uh, yeah. Uh, lift them up in prayer I, and I know that they would certainly appreciate that uh, this, forget, before we take up the offering real quick I want to re- mention our debt retirement plan that, we, that begins uh, in the first Sunday in July uh, these cards are here for you if you'd like to be involved in that we're asking for 25 people to give $25 a week and for 18 months that's up So that we get started, it'll go. Everything will go strictly to debt retirement, and we can be out of debt in less than seven years. Uh, To uh, this starts officially the first of July. We've already had uh, almost half turned in already. So we the reality is we'll need about twelve more folks. Uh, I've seen some that have given half, which that's what we talked about twelve fifty a week. Somebody that would split that difference and do that with someone else. Uh, but pick one of these up, if you would, please, and you pray as to what God would have you to do, and make sure that if you put that in your envelope, that you designate it for that. We've got a, uh, there's a place in our bulletin, it will tell you every week, uh, and by the way, I think it was last, uh, this month, we, we were able to put an extra $2,100, I think it was, onto just the principal, not, in counting, not counting the payment that we had already paid. Uh, that's come in. And I say, praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. So no, I mean, praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Uh, and so please let me encourage you, uh, you give, but please let's remember to first let's give of our tithes and our offerings yes, to the Jesus. Lord. Amen. Amen. And, and please continue to support our missions. Uh, there's a couple of different things we're going to present Wednesday night. Uh, so please be here ready for that as well, but please give. And I, uh, uh, according to the Listen, according to the authority of the Word of God, you cannot outgive God, Amen. so God says, "Prove me now herewith that i 'll not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there'll not be room enough to receive it. Right. Just trust him, Father, help us this morning, bless this offering, thank you, Lord, for all of our dads today. I pray God that they 'll have a a wonderful father 's day today, and Lord, but help us God as well to remember our Father in heaven who Amen who made it all possible, Lord, and gave us the greatest gift uh, that we could ever receive, and that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, dear Father, for that. Bless this offering, Lord. Bless the gift and the giver, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
0: this time if you're able to rise we would like for you to join us in singing hymn 429 when we all get to heaven if you're a born again child of god then this is something to sing about amen when we all get to heaven hymn 429 now at the conclusion of this hymn we want our family members to greet i know that we have those who may be called visitors but we don't consider you visitors we consider you Extended family members here at Central Park Baptist Church. So, at the conclusion of this hymn, we want our family members to greet our extended family members. Amen. Oh, well, I only heard one. Amen. 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 Hymn 429. When we all get to heaven, let's sing. I sing the wonders of our Jesus. family members at this time. Also, at this time, fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. So if you're fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. Amen.
3: trust my opinion draw strength from those pilgrims. The ones who were the first to believe. When their faith reached out to touch him, his arms reached back to help them, and he's able
2: Genesis chapter five. We'll begin reading in verse one. You know, uh, I called my dad this morning. Dad'll be, I believe, ninety-one in all day. And uh, a few weeks ago, I say a few weeks ago, probably a month ago, I I hadn't thought about it, but uh, he uh, he gave some of his uh, gave his Bibles, some of them, not all of them. Uh, to myself and my brother, and a couple to my sisters, and uh, you know, and he, he, I talked to him this morning. He told me that he gave the first Bible he ever had to my brother. What's up with that? You know, I mean, if you, my opinion is, I should have got all of them. Right, 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 right. But since he's the oldest, you know, I guess he get, and he's also a pastor. I guess he got to get one. But I, get, I did get the second one that he ever had. Amen. And I called him this morning and I said, Dad, I just want you to know I, I appreciate your Bibles that you gave me. And I said, you know, I'm going to do something today that I've never done. He said, what's that, son? I said, I'm going to preach my first Father's Day sermon out of a Bible that was yours. Amen. So it's a special day Amen. for me. And I thought, what a, what a special gift that you can give to a son uh, you know, and and not only that, but the gift of uh, being able to preach a Father's Day sermon from my dad's Bible, right. yeah. and so he's got all of his notes in here. So if I mess up and I start preaching a sermon that he's got, just go with it, Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and we'll decipher that later. But I'm I'm thankful that I have a a, a godly dad, and I, I want to talk to you about that this morning. So if you found him at your place in Genesis five, beginning in verse. Uh, Twenty-one. We'll read down through uh, verse twenty-seven. Say, amen. amen. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God. Circle this word. After he begat Methuselah, three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For God took him. And Methuselah lived 187 years uh, uh, and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech 780 and 2 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 969 years and he died. Father, help us this morning. Help me, God, today to challenge, our dads, our, our men, but Lord, also all of our folks here today on this Father's Day, and I'm thankful that I have a Father in Heaven who loved me beyond anything that I could ever imagine and and gave me the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son. Thank you for that, dear Lord, today. Thank you for my earthly Father, Lord, who's stood true to the Word of God all these years and Lord, I pray, God, that you'd uh, just help him in his health, and and Lord, that you'd bless. And I pray again that you'd bless the reading of your word, and may everything that we do and say, God, today bring honor and glory to your holy name, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, Father's Day, men, it's a good day for us, but I just want you to know that Father's Day takes second place to Mother's Day. Man, imagine that, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything, I'll deal with you later, all right? <laughs> that was my daughter. Uh, but let me give you a few little statistics about this, okay? 72% of Americans uh, plan to celebrate Father's Day, which I thought, well, when I saw that, I thought, man, that's pretty good, until I read that 81 uh, 81% celebrated Mother's Day, you know? Yeah, that's what I thought um 74.3 percent of consumers say that they're going to buy their dad a greeting card yeah that's exactly the the, you know didn't get much of a response either 36 percent will get a necktie 41.6 percent plan you know a special outing with dad uh, Eight billion dollars uh, will be spent on fathers. I thought, man, that's a lot of money. Eight billion until I read that ten point four billion was spent on mothers. Yeah. <laughs> the average cost of a father's day gift is forty two dollars. Amen. The average cost of a mother's day gift is sixty three dollars. So, I mean, men, we got to take what we get, Amen. amen. Uh, but this is a, a special day, Father's Day. Actually, started in 1910 uh, as an idea by a lady whose name was Sonora Dodd, and uh, and and she thought of it when she was sitting in church on Mother's Day. Fifty-six years from that day, in 1966, Lyndon B. Johnson. He signed the proclamation that declared the third Sunday of June the official Father's Day. Uh, I heard about a dad who was uh, talking to his son one Sunday morning as they sat waiting for church to start. And, and uh, the offering plate came by and the little boy looked up at his dad and said, Dad, <clears throat> don't pay for me, I'm under five. <laughs> <laughs> And then I heard a little, just some little stories. Then I heard about a little girl after the service was over. She walked out, and she was, uh, was standing there with the pastor. And she said, Preacher, when I grow up, and she said, I'm going to give you some money. And the preacher really didn't understand why. And so he asked the little girl, he said, Well, hon, how, why, why do you think when you grow up you're going to give me some money? And she said, Because my daddy said you're the poorest preacher that he ever knew oh <laughs> uh, y'all I thought that was funny You're oh, anyway uh, I heard a, about another little boy who was asked by his teacher uh, what is the nicest thing your dad ever did for you and and out of the mouth of babes a little boy said he married my mother <laughs> but I believe that uh, here at father's day that Fathers, you and me men ought to strive to uh, every day to be a more godly dad to our children and a more godly husband to our wives. And we can all say amen. Amen. And so I want to talk to you about an unusual father and it's the, the father of Methuselah. And, of course, we read about Methuselah. He lived to be 969 years old. And Listen, the oldest man that's ever lived. And, and you know, and I, in my own imagination, I thought, man, alive, 969 years old, I wonder how many pair of shoes he went through. I wonder how many pair of pants, you know, he wore out or how many Happy Meals he had to eat. I mean, all these kinds of things, 969 years, what a, what a life span. But his father, uh, Methuselah's father, is probably more familiar with, uh, to you and I. And, of course, his, his father was Enoch. And if you look in verse 21 of our text this morning, you'll find that, and notice that, that at the age of 65, the Bible says that Methuselah was born. Uh, and then in verse 22, right after that, that it says, and, Enoch, and go ahead and tell me, what did Enoch do after Methuselah was born? In verse 22, what does it say? And Enoch... Walked with God, here's that word, after he began Methuselah. You know, Enoch began to walk with God after he became a father. And I think you know this as well as I do, but becoming a parent changes you, or at least it ought to. Uh, You know, I don't know how many times I've heard couples say, after they have had a baby, they say things like, you know, Pastor, we haven't been in church like we should, but now... After the baby's born, uh, we've decided to get back in church. You know, when that baby comes, that first child comes along, and, and you bring them home for the first time, everybody is on edge. And if you can remember that, say amen. I mean, you want everything to be just right. Nothing out of place. All the filters in the AC unit, they're changed. I mean, everything is vacuumed and cleaned up. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, everything is, you know, everything is just right. Until about 2 a.m. And then the baby starts crying. And then you say, honey, you need to get up. The baby's crying. Right? Come on, men. Yeah, I mean, y'all don't. I mean, are you lay there real still hoping that your wife is, you know, that you, she thinks you're asleep. Right? And if you be still long enough and you're quiet long enough, she'll get up first. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. We're men. Amen. Uh, but at some point, I believe all fathers have prayed and asked God to make them a better father. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, I believe that fathers have asked God to please make us the the men that we need to be for our daughters and, and the right father that we need to be for our sons. I think, uh, and by the way, if you haven't prayed that, you ought to. That's right. Not just once, but every day. That God would help us to be the kind of father that we need to be for our our sons and our daughters and not only that but be the right kind of husband that we need to be for our wives and we can all say amen and so there's some uh, there's some circumstances that we read here that I believe that caused Enoch to begin to walk with God and and, and, and so the first thing that I want to say to all our fathers, all of our men today, in fact, just everyone that's here, we can all apply this to our lives, is first of all, make sure you're on the right path. Look in verse 22. Uh, th- th- we see the path here because it says that Enoch walked with God. Listen, walking means forward movement, steady progress. Listen, Enoch didn't walk a little while and then stop and then turn aside or, or he wasn't fluctuating back and forward, up or down. No, listen, the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. Now, listen, that walk means it's something that's routine. Something that we do every day, men, we walk. I mean, it's something that's a part of our lives. Uh, It might get to be mundane. It might get to be boring in our walk and in our daily activities. But as we walk, as we move forward, listen, as we make progress in our lives, we we need to make sure that we are walking with God and we can all say amen. Listen, you're going to walk somewhere. We need to make sure that we're walking with God. Uh, Enoch walked with God consistently. He was steadfast. He persevered and and, and he grew in his walk with God. And and In fact, to walk with God means that Enoch had a a, a conversion experience. Listen, Enoch, if you go back and read about his life, you'll find that he was born to sinful parents in a sinful world just like anyone else. And from all indications, watch, Enoch had been living a sinful life as well. He was running with an ungodly crowd in his day, but something happened to him uh, that caused him to repent and get saved. Something so convincing that it, uh, watch, that it aroused him to turn back to God. Well, what was that one thing that convinced him that he needed to change his life and do the right thing? Well, that one thing that he did what that happened in his life was that he had Methuselah. Right, right. Listen, I want you to understand today that, uh, listen, if, if, if we're not going to change our lives, then let God help us to allow our children to change our lives for the better. Amen. On, man. Amen. Amen. Uh, men, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I, I read a story about uh, this man. His name was Willie Lee. Willie would talk about his son and how that uh, he was a a lost man and and he said one afternoon he was in his backyard walking around and his son was following him around and uh, every step you know as little boys do he would the uh, his son would uh, uh, would try to step in his daddy's footstep here and then one here. He he wanted to go wherever his do whatever his dad did, trying to step in his exact footprints. And and well, Willie, who was a a, a, a pronounced lost man, who said that he was lost, he turned around and saw his little boy and uh, and and he began to think about what was going on. And 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 he saw his little boy walking in his footsteps, and he thought, man, he said, what what are you doing, son? And his son said, I want to I step exactly where you step. And listen, as a result of knowing that, that that little boy was headed in the direction that his father was going, listen, it changed his life as a result. Amen. The father today, men, is the spiritual key in the family. Come on, men, say amen. If you can win a father to Christ, chances are you're going to win the wife and the children as well. Dad, you set the spiritual direction for the family. Let Jesus Christ be the center of your life. Nothing else. Come come on, y'all are kind of quiet. Nothing else ought to be the center of your life except the Lord Jesus Christ. And we ought not to try to find loopholes in the Word of God, listen, so that we can justify what we do. Let's not be like the man who was in the hospital. Listen, they had, had told him that he only had just a few days to live, and a friend came up, and and the guy never went to church, he never did anything of a spiritual nature, and he was laying in the a hospital bed and had a Bible in his hand, and his friend came in and called him by name. He said, "Hey, what are you doing?" He said, I've never seen you with a Bible in the 25 years I've known you. You have never had a Bible in your hand. You have never at one time thought about anything spiritual. What are you doing reading your Bible? And he said, I'm looking for loopholes. Well, I want you to understand something, folks, that there are no loopholes in the Word of God. He that hath the Son of God hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. That's pretty simple. Listen, we ought not to try to find loopholes today, but we ought to make uh, the Lord Jesus Christ a center of our life. And, and folks, listen, you get, uh, you get your life on the right path and your family, ought to, they'll follow you. Yeah. And men, you're the leader. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen, preacher. Amen. Men, you're the leader. Our wives, listen, they look to you men for leadership, spiritual leadership. You ought to be giving godly leadership. Amen. Listen, don't make your wife do something that she's not equipped to do. You're the leader. I don't know how many times I've heard uh, men, husbands say, Well, I'm following my wife. Now, wait a minute, men, you're the leader. And there's a right way to do that, amen. I love my wife, been married 38 years. And listen, and I, I respect her opinion. But when it comes time to make the decision, men, guess what? You, you and I, as the men of the home, we are the ones to make it. So God help us to make sure that we're on the right path and we make the right decision according to the Word of Almighty God. Amen. Um, Peter Lynch once said this, that no man on his deathbed ever regretted that he did not spend enough time in his office. Yep. Yep. Men don't let anything take the center place in your life except the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, listen, sports can't give you peace and it won't. You know, I mean, I like to watch the Rangers, but. You know, when they lose, it, I don't have much peace. Amen. That won't, that won't work. I mean, I play golf. I can guarantee you that golf will not give you peace. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, y'all know. Amen. Um, or anything else for that matter. The only thing that, that, that can give you peace is a person, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians one twenty one. Paul said, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Now be honest for just a minute. Don't answer out loud, but you fill in the blank. For me to live is, if it's anything else but Christ, you're in trouble. Amen. If that blank has anything else in it but the Lord Jesus Christ, and men listen, then you're on the wrong path today. We have got to make sure today that the Lord Jesus Christ is the center of our life. Amen. Amen. Um, if you put anything else there except Christ, listen, um, it'll be lost. Enoch got on the right path and because of it, Methuselah got on the right path. And when our children were born into this world, listen, think about it, I'm talking about all of us. When our children were born into this world, we brought a piece of eternity in the world with us. Yep. And Enoch realized this and so he began to walk with God. Listen, he got on the right path. And you and I today, men, we need to make sure that we are on the right path as well. Every single day, every moment of every day. And ladies, can I tell you, if your husband is willing to get on that path, listen, it, it may be uncomfortable at times. Because serving God, sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable. I, I mean, did not God say that if we live godly in this world, that we would, uh, that we would uh, have persecution? Sometimes, listen, living a godly life, you're going to get persecution. But ladies, if your husband today is a, is willing to be a godly man and serve God and, and, and stay on the right path, then listen, then, then you ought to be willing to follow him. Amen. Amen. Uh, stay on the right path, men, people watching. And it's not just your family, by the way, that watches. It's others as well. Number two, uh, be sure you're going at the right pace. By this, I mean... Uh, you need to make sure that you're walking at the, at the pace God is walking in your life. Uh, I, I was thinking about this the other day. L- listen, my pace is not your pace. Your pace is not my pace. Uh, and, and listen, and our pace is not God's pace. Because a lot of times we get in a hurry. Amen. Amen. I mean, we want it and we want it right now. Amen. You know, Lord, I need some help, and I need it right now. now. And God says, no. You may think you need it now. Not yet. You see, God's pace isn't our pace. And there's a lot of different things, as you know, that go into being a father. And one of those is the responsibility of teaching. Now, you teach, man. You say, well, I don't teach. Yeah, you do. You teach by how you live for one. Not just teaching our children about being responsible in the things of this world, but more importantly, their responsibility in walking with the Lord. And the best way to teach today is by example. Amen. Amen. Right. I don't know how many times I ran into people over the years out visiting bus ministry and things of that nature that, uh, that I, I would go and listen, and a dad would come to the door and he'd say, and he would say these words, "I'll have them ready for church in the morning." And he never showed. But he would send them. Uh, Listen, men, that's not the way to show your children uh, what's important. In the early years, they may not appreciate it as much as they ought to, uh, but they will. I thought this was when I was four years old, I thought my daddy could do anything. Amen? Amen? Uh, when I was five, I thought my dad, he sure knows a, a, a lot. When I was six, I said, man, my dad's smarter than your dad. Yeah, yeah. When I was eight, I said, you know, my dad doesn't know exactly everything. Uh-huh. When I was 10, I said, you know, um, and when I, you know, thought I was growing up, I thought, you know, things are really different now, dad. When I was 12, I said, oh, well, naturally, Dad doesn't know anything about that. You follow the progression? When I was 14, I said, you know, don't pay any attention to him. He's old. He's out of date. He's old-fashioned. When I was 20, I didn't even talk to my dad. Because I was smarter than he was. But when I was 25, I said, you know, Dad sure knows a lot about that. he has been around a while. When I was 30, I said, maybe I ought to ask Dad what he thinks. After all, he's had a lot of experience. When I was 40... I said, I wonder how Dad would have handled that. I mean, he's wise. When I was 50, I said, I'd give anything if Dad were right here with me right now so I could talk it over with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: true. That's true. Today, Dad's 90, and I'm thankful that I can talk to him But I wish the years that have gone by, I could have talked to him a lot more because I could have sure learned a lot from him. Mm. Yep, Men, teach your children. Get them on the right path. And get them going at the right pace. I mean, you do that by spending some time with them. I read somewhere, and I don't remember where, that on average, a man spends about four minutes a day with their kids. It may be less than that now that they are got their phone stuck in their, you know, in their face. I was telling Sunday school class this morning. I finally figured out why God said in His Word, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. Because people are driving around all the time like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many of you remember Jim Baker, PTL? Yeah. Yeah. You remember when he went to prison, he had a son, his son's name was Jamie Charles, and Jamie Charles had a rough time. He got into drugs, he got into living a rebellious lifestyle, And, and after Jim Baker went to prison, his son, Jamie Charles, he went to prison and spent a day with his dad, and And at the end of that first day that that Jamie Charles spent with his dad, uh, he said, Dad, he said, you know, he said, this has been the best day of my life. He said, I've spent my whole life trying to get your attention. I wanted to just spend one day with you and have you to myself. And then I thought, men, don't find yourself in one of life's prisons before you realize the things in life that really matter. Yep, Enoch walked with God after Methuselah was born. He got on the right path and he walked the right pace. Listen, if you got little ones, little, don't walk too fast. They can't keep up, their steps are much smaller, their steps are much more narrow. But if you'll walk the the pace that God sets for you, I I promise you, according to the Word of God, it'll be a path that they can keep up with, and they'll learn something from you, men, if you walk the path that God chooses for you. Walk the right path. Walk the right pace. But number three, be sure you're going to the right place. Um, To walk with God, it meant that Enoch lived a holy and a godly life. You know, we we live in a day where... um, uh, worship is just anything that anybody wants it to be but that's not the way god intended for it to be um, living a, enoch lived a holy life I, I believe he lived a life of separation one of consecration a, a life that was completely different from the the world and the lives of those that were around him and Uh, who were lost and away from God, I believe it meant that Enoch did those things that were pure, righteous, and good. And the Bible says that Enoch walked with God, and I like this, and he was not for what? God took him. Listen, wouldn't that be the way to go? I mean, the rapture hadn't even took place. You say, how do you know that? Well, we're still here. Where the church hadn't even come around yet. But I'm listen, wouldn't it be awesome that you're walking with God and, and, and you, you just uh, do you ever get to where you're doing something that you really enjoy doing and you lose track of time? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, and then you, you stop, and, and a couple of hours have went by, and you're thinking, man, where did the time go?" Well, I think that was Enoch. Listen, Enoch was walking with God, conversing with Him, and and He was walking with Him one day, and 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 Enoch says, "You know, Father, I I, I need to go back home, and Miss Enoch, she's waiting on me, and she probably got supper ready." And and God says, "Now wait a minute, Enoch," He said, "Listen, you're a whole lot closer to my home than where your home is, so why don't you just come home with me?" You know, listen and listen, and God took him. He was not. Why? Because he walked with God. Listen, he was headed to the right place. Listen, the right place, listen, is heaven this morning. And the only way that you can get there is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way. I talked to someone the other day and I asked him, I said, listen, if you died today, do you know that you would go to heaven? And they said, "No." They said, "Oh, yeah, I know. I'd go." I said, "How do you know? How you gonna?" They said, "Well, I've been a good person. I treat people right." Listen, that won't get you there. You cannot get you into heaven. The only thing that will get us there, listen, is to be clothed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the key that opens the gates of heaven for you. Not the key of works or the key of, uh, of good deeds. Listen, it's only through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Enoch walked with God. And he went to heaven without dying. And I, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to have to die to get there. Right. I just soon the rapture take place. But now watch. His son Methuselah, if you notice where the Bible says in verse 27... It says, Methuselah, all his days were 969 years. And what are the last three words? He died. And he died. Yep. He died. Um, imagine for a moment that you're going to a funeral. And it's your funeral. What are they going to say? What's your wife going to say? What's your friends going to say? What are your kids going to say? They're going to say something. I've thought about that. You know, my dad's getting up in years and I thought, you know, uh, man, what am I going to say? But I know one thing I'll say is that my dad was a godly man. He loved God, and you know, and I've got one of his Bibles to prove it. I, I know that that's one thing I'll say. I read a story about a girl numbers of years ago who committed suicide in a restroom in the Chicago airport, and she wrote a letter and expressed appreciation to it was from the letter it was a, she had a godly mother. But the last sentence she wrote just before she took her own life and she said, and tell my wicked daddy I'll meet him in hell. Dads, you're going to lead your children somewhere. Say, well that's pretty grim. Yeah. But it's reality. Uh, We're going to lead our children somewhere. We're either going to lead them toward Christ or we're going to lead them away from him. But we've got to make the decision. Um, he walked with God. And he was not. For God took him 969 years. And he died. And he went to heaven. Uh, I read a, another story. And I'll be done. A little boy came home one Sunday from church. And as some dads do. you know, He stayed home to read his paper. To do some chores around the house and by the way men it, uh, it's just not Sunday morning that we ought to be in the church house it's it's Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon right. Right. yeah y'all go in it I know it, it's all right but I, I know uh, we teach our children what's important in life by what we choose to do yeah, man, right. this little boy his daddy stayed home you know and do chores around the house and His little boy came in from church, started playing in the floor in front of his dad. And he's trying to get his daddy's attention. And, uh, you know, daddy, like we, you know, he's watching the game. And after a while, the little boy jumped up on his daddy's lap. And uh, his daddy hugged him, you know. And, you know, kind of one of them token hugs. You know, hey, you know, love your son. Don't get in front of the TV. Oh, you sat on the remote. Here, give me that back. You know, one of those kind. The uh, little boy just kind of kept, you know, wallowing around in his daddy's lap. And then the boy looked up at his daddy and said, Dad, guess what the Sunday school teacher asked me this morning? Then Sunday school. And the dad still watching the game. He said, well, he said, what, what's that? He said, what did, the, what did the Sunday school ask you this morning? And he said, you know, my Sunday school teacher asked me, when you die, where do you want to go? Well, that got the daddy's attention And the daddy looked down and said What did you say? Well, the little boy got back up in his daddy's face And you know how they do They grabbed his daddy's face like this And scrunched it all up Looked his daddy right in the eye And he said I told my teacher that when I die I want to go where my daddy goes that 's what God used to get that dad 's attention and got in church and got saved listen when when I die i want to leave I want my kids to go where I go yeah I want them to know that they are a born again child of Almighty God when I listen before I die, the Lord gives me an opportunity i 've got uh, three grandkids right now that that not old enough to get saved yet but listen, but I'm telling you I'm not going to wait till they get four or five before I start working on them I'll work on them now yep I talk to them about Jesus and ask them about if they know that Jesus loves them and you know because one of these days if somebody were to ask them where they want to go when they die I want them to say I want to go to heaven With my grandpa Men You're going to lead your children And your grandchildren somewhere You're going to lead them toward Christ Or are you are going to lead them away from him Can I challenge you today men Make sure you're on the right path Make sure you walk the right pace God's pace for your life, not your own God's. But make sure you're headed to the right place. Heaven. If you're not saved this morning, if you'll come, you know, the Lord would give me the opportunity. I'll take my 90-year-old daddy's Bible and I'll introduce you to the same Savior that he was introduced to when he was a young man. Listen, Jesus still saves today. And he'll still help you. He'll still lead you. Father, help us. Strengthen us, Lord, today. And God, I pray for our men, Lord, this morning, our dads. God, I pray that something, Lord, that God may be something I've said, but more than that, may the power of the Holy Spirit of God that's in this place this morning move in our hearts and help us, God, to realize, Lord, the importance of leadership. Godly leadership in the home. God, may we as dads, Lord, be godly and spiritual leaders for our children. God, may we as husbands be godly and spiritual leadership for our wives. But God, if we're going to do that, we must have a relationship with you. God, please help us. If there's someone here today that's not saved, I pray God that they'll come today and trust you as Savior and Lord, and I'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed, nobody looking around, just between me and you and the Lord, maybe you're here and you say, Preacher, I don't know if I'm